All right. Y'all can hear me now. Can you hear me? They can hear me now. Can you hear me? Yes. I can okay. I can hear you now, too. <clears throat> okay. So, YouTube says something about a broadcast. Uh, I need to create a broadcast. Did you start broadcast on the YouTube live as well? Uh, I put in the, the key, stream key. Um, I have no idea. YouTube guys may be out of luck. Yeah, we might just have to, to nix the YouTube. Um, we'll get better at vacation lives. <laughs> yeah so uh tony is on vacation so uh usually he is handling the uh the more techie <clears throat> side of things because i am uh terrible at, i don't know how i started an online business when i can barely run a computer um so okay what we'll do is we'll just uh we'll post this to youtube i guess yeah that's i guess that's what we'll have to do yeah all right let me exit out of these things up, righteous <clears throat> all right you know what i'm gonna do james i'm gonna let you start looking at these questions real quick i'm going to send out a link on youtube get these guys pointed our way so let's let's start here i don't know if you can see these but we got, I can uh, see them, but I don't know where you're at in the list. So, <clears throat> okay, I got a question. If you're not gonna go, um, so consistent shooting asks, do you have to run a lot in rangers or no? Um, that's kind of a loaded question. Uh, so PT was done mostly at like the team slash squad level. So it really depends. Some team leaders and uh, like section chiefs, they like to run a lot. And then some don't. So the ones that do like to run a lot, you'll run with. The ones that don't as much, you'll run less. So like I had a team leader at one point and all he wanted to do was run. So all I did five days a week essentially was just run. Um, and he was like a really, really good runner. So he was just essentially run until I couldn't run anymore. <laughs> And that is five days a week. I just ran. Um, but before I had that team leader, I didn't, I definitely didn't run as often. Uh, there was more uh, lifting and stuff involved in my PT session. So it really just depends on uh, your leadership. Yeah, you did like to run. All right, mm -hmm. I got it down. Boom. What's up, everybody? I'm back. Jake throwing curveballs on me, dude. Let's, let's play mm -hmm. it. All right, if a, J, if a JTAC and FO are the same, uh, in the same AO, how do they decide who does what? Now, I don't want to get too, too far into uh, roles and things like that, but what I will say is it works like a team. And basically what the FOs do is what the JTAC allots them. There's things that that is uh, pretty standard for like what the FO is going to take on and what the JTAC are going to take on. Um, I really don't know how much I should say on that, but basically they help divvy up what's there. Kind of like how you have like a manager and like uh, assistant managers, you know, you're passing down the tasks. Do you have anything for that? 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's a, there's a lot that can go into that question and there would be more information that would be needed because it depends on if the JTAC and the FO are together or they're separate, just in the same AO. Um, but yeah, I mean, essentially as an FO, you're in a fire, like fist is the nickname fire sport team. It's a team. So like, there's a lot of different levels of things going on. So like even FOs have RTOs who they can pass information to and things like that. There's a whole chain of where everything is going and JTAC and FO just fall in different parts of that chain. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Consistent shooting says, do Rangers or Delta have prettier feet? <clears throat> I haven't really seen a lot of Delta guys' feet. My feet are, are gross, dude. So. You're just gross. <laughs> Going down to the above, dude. Uh, Chris is looking for feet pics, dude. Um, <clears throat> all right. Chris is trolling us hard, dude. Uh, just did a podcast, Chris. Y'all be sure to check that out Wednesday. It's going to post. Chris is hilarious. We had a good talk. So, uh, uh, the life of Mill. We'll go with Mill. Uh, I'm currently at Fort Sill for 13 Fox, heading to Pre Rasp and Okay, I'm not going to say how many weeks. Uh, doing the Ranger PT. Can't wait. Excited for you. Keep it up. Keep training. <clears throat> Dan, what do you know about getting into boxing? I want to get into it, but I have no idea where to start. So I've been training in different things ever since I got out of the military. I did boxing primarily for a year and a half. Um, so, you know, just go to a gym, find a good gym in your area. Uh, they'll get you in shape. Like they, they see guys that of all different levels coming in there all the time. So don't feel like, oh, I need to show up and know this, this, and this. Um, or I need to know this, this, and this before I show up. I need to be in this kind of shape. Just show up. Like they're, they're going to see what level you're at, and they're going to get you where you need to be. Yeah. And like, you don't have to be worried. Like they see newcomers and stuff all the time. So like, don't be intimidated by the fact that like, you don't know what you're doing. No one knows what they're doing until they start doing it. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're instructors. They're going to want you to, they're going to want you to come in. Like a good coach is going to want to um, train you. They're going to want you to come back. So the, they're not just going to throw <laughs> Well, the first, the, the boxing coach I, I went under did, I think he just wanted to see me get punched in the face. But uh, yeah, he's, I can he's, definitely, I can, yeah, see that sentiment for sure. But he he asked, and I said yes. So, you know, that's that's something to uh, to expect. Like, do what you're comfortable with. You don't have to jump in the ring first day or anything like. Cognitive Raider, what's up, dude? Um, I don't know the rules, Chris. It could be, could be. I don't know the rules. There has to be rules for that. <clears throat> what do you mean? I don't know. Like Twitch and YouTube have rules for what you, you know. Can't just like dudes aren't allowed to have their shirts off on those things. Dude, we can get banned. Things happen. Dude. This could be. Uh, we could be shirtless, <clears throat> showing feet, triple our views, dude. <clears throat> Uh, Power Liv McKinnon says, <clears throat> I heard there's an airborne jump in Ranger School. Do the non-airborne qualified students still jump? 
that would be wild. Oh man. How awesome would it be if they were just like, Hey, I don't know what you don't know what you're doing, but here we go, bud. Um, uh, no. that would be so funny. Um, no, they do. Um, honestly, that's like you, it's almost ideal to not be airborne qualified. Uh, cause then you don't have to deal with, um, all of that stuff in jumping and stuff. So they essentially just get bust out to the location. <clears throat> and even there's not even always a jump. It depends. Honestly, that's the uh, that's the chess move, especially like dudes who go to ranger school who aren't airborne qualified too, because they don't have to do any of the jumps into the faces. They just they bust everywhere. Meanwhile, the other dudes are just sitting there and in the pack, yeah, yeah, and all the combat rig and it sucks, dude. Uh, so I don't know. Real tip, dude. Real under the table tip. Uh, don't get airborne before ranger school, dude. Just yeah, that's not up to any of these guys. <laughs> 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 yeah. they're like hey you got to go after rest going to airborne school no uh, what yeah. no 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 that's we i'm not doing that uh, no thanks yeah um and oh oh cognitive raiders looking out for us he said save the shirtless stuff for paying subscribers okay sounds good dude beard picks and feet picks are extra <clears throat> that's top tier <clears throat> That's because we have to we have to go find someone and take the beer picture. <laughs> it costs extra. <clears throat> right, 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 right. <clears throat> um, I'm re I'm reading. You know, I read slow. Yeah, you're doing your best. I, but... I get it. You're doing your best. He doesn't read slow. He doesn't read at all. That's the problem. <clears throat> <clears throat> Don't tell him that, dude. Okay, so Sean says, both of you being ex-operatives, dude, that is, uh, that is way too nice. Did you ever feel <laughs> you thought you were like a machine or something, knowing how much you've been through? Um, honestly, man, like, I think what's weird about it all is no matter how much you do, there's just dudes who are so much better. So it almost feels like you never even scratch the surface. So it's like, Whenever you get in high achieving, um, high achieving fields, like whether it be, you know, martial arts or the military, like it just keeps going. That ladder keeps going up. So like you think you get somewhere and then you're just surrounded by people who have done more and you're like, maybe you haven't done anything at all. And then you just keep climbing. And then one day you're looking at your accomplishments and you go, Hey, that was kind of a lot, you know, and it, and it really was, but it's, uh, when you're in it, you just feel like you're never, getting anything, you know, it's weird. But yeah, no, for sure. I'm definitely a machine. Uh, that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's, yeah, there's always someone better and faster and stronger and more mentally tough. Like I'm, there's always going to be someone that's better than you at something, unless you're Usain Bolt and then that you, you won. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Planter said, if you could, would you go back to battalion? You know, to be honest with you, Planter, when I decided to leave, uh, I was content with moving on. So, you know, I'm very happy as a, as a strength coach and nutrition coach to coach guys coming in and help them have the tools that I never had. But as far as me going back, you know, when I decided to move on, I was content with that decision. I don't have the back or the knees to go back to battalion. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't even. You put a ruck on my back and send me 12 miles, not making it. 
you lost yeah. me. I'm gone. You're exactly right. Somebody <laughs> asked today uh, why why regiment has uh, why they seem to have a high like burnout rate. I was like, it's just a high, it's just a fast paced job. Like if oh, you yeah. go somewhere and achieve a bunch of stuff in a short amount of time and experience a bunch of stuff in a short amount of time, that's the place. Um, would would I recommend spending 20 years there? Probably not, dude. I mean, if you have the psyche and the uh, the body to handle that, uh, more power to you. But that is a it is it is a machine that play, that machine keeps going whether you're you're able for it or not. Yep, don't have the back of the knees for it anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, I hear that. Why don't Ranger wear Oborn tabs uh, like Delta and SF wear theirs? Because uh, cause scroll, dude. <clears throat> scroll. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I don't know. It's just our thing. Like, the, yeah. The, you'll see, they, they also, like, SF, everyone has their thing. There's always just, like, things they do, they don't do, or try to be different with, like, the reason that the Rangers wear tan berets is because they gave everyone black berets and they were like, no, we don't, that's not, we can't have the same ones. And they went out and, you know and funny, changed the color. I was talking about just the army in general the other day. Uh, and, and we were talking about like the differences in branches and like how the army is the most diverse as far as like, you know, it, in other branches, there's not that much deviation and like uniforms and stuff. But in army, in the army, you got like different hats, you got different pins and patches, and like uh, it, boots, it's like like even and your ASUs, like jump boots, even just weird. Like it does create a weird culture of like uh, like oh, I got this patch, you don't got that patch. You know, yeah, I honestly, patch, I didn't think patch. about it before, but like the army is just fashion. Really, yeah. it's just yeah. whoever has the. You have to see who has the best fashion in the army. Is that's the whole thing. That's what you're shooting for. Dude, the best it's like, fashion. It's like hardcore Boy Scout bat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my lord. <clears throat> oh, it's a trip if you think about it. But I think that's why you got army dudes like so, um, like always flexing about different stuff where you don't see that as much in other branches. Yeah, like all your little badges and uh, yeah. <laughs> this tab that tab um all right can you get waivers for hand tattoos i've heard mixed answers i remember that dude um i can't remember his name but he was in our rasp class the first time uh when we were together he had tattoos up his hands and fingers and he got grandfathered in now as far as getting waivers i don't know how that works it depends. Uh, you've got mixed answers because there is like mixed answers. It depends. Sometimes that you can get them waived. Sometimes they'll don't either waivers. It all depends on where their numbers are at and things like that. So like the um, policy for that stuff that that that's a the field goal moves the post move a little bit on that one depending on what's going on in the military. Yeah, you could be like Sergeant Jim and and take a soldering iron to your hands. But don't don't do that. <laughs> Legally, uh, we did not ever advise him, but <laughs> he was nuts. He took a soldering iron to his hands. He was from, like I said, ran away from, what was it, Laos or something? Yeah. From a bad place, and, and uh, somebody told him he might get kicked out of the Army for his hand tattoos, and he, he didn't skip a beat, so that dude was an animal. Um, you don't have to do that, but, uh, you know, there are, um, you know, worst-case scenario, 
if you have the means to, you can get tattoos removed and things. But I think, you know, there are some waivers, you know, especially in the army. Army's pretty good about wavering a whole bunch of things. So, um, that's how Danny got in. What is it? So that's how Danny got in. No, no, no don't. <laughs> I was well qualified on paper. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's because they didn't flip it over to the back. They, they didn't know there was double sided. They're like, oh, this looks great. And it didn't <laughs> flip it over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the baggage in the back, dude. Um, when doing PT and bat, was there ever a time you were doing workouts and just quit? Uh, no. no. Wanted to or, or wanted to? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't. Yeah, it's not a place where you quit because especially uh, coming up, like if you get some rank about you, you can get away with some stuff. But you know, if you're a lower enlisted guy, you quit. That could be the end of your career there. And, and like, yeah, because there's a difference, and there's a difference too between quitting and like not being able to do something like I can't because I want to continue do more pull-ups. Like at some point I'm not going to be able to do any more pull-ups anymore. So I had to, I stopped doing them. I didn't quit, but no, I, there was never, but you're going to, it depends on what you mean when you say you quit, because you're going to fall out of runs. You're going to not be able to do as many exercises as some people, but that means you failed. Not that you quit. You just couldn't do it. you you need to get better. You're right. Well, that's uh like falling out of runs where you see that more commonly in other units in a place like uh ranger regiment you don't see that um well we don't do we didn't really do group runs but like i fell out of runs when i was with our the team leader who liked to run but he was he was faster than me and over distance so like if he ran as fast as he wanted to run like i physically am not as good of a runner like as he was um he was a little bit smaller and lighter than me and he he had been working on a lot of his running lately but like i couldn't sometimes keep up with him and most of the time he ran until i couldn't keep up with him on purpose i think to show dominance but i don't know but if you got like a battalion line it's not like you got a boot a a group b group c group it's just yeah just a group <laughs> it's just a group you're getting, you gotta be somewhere in that group <laughs> outside of that group god help you um so what what were your breaking points at rasp like when was the point where you wanted to quit the most and what changed in you when you didn't um i don't know man what, what's your answer for that because i would say you know um probably the most Trivial time in, in RASP is cold range, I would say, for most people. Um, that's probably the most when I was, like, you know, getting smoked and, and like, really pushing past your your lactic acid threshold, of, among other things. But just that's where you first start tasting that real mental fortitude of this is uncomfortable, but I'm going to keep going. Or you can use it as a hope thing when you're at cold range, you know, and you're just getting smoked and you're like, you know, they might be smoking me, but I could walk over that door right now and then not have to do any more push-ups if I really wanted to. So I'm actually in charge here. Okay. I'm in charge. <laughs> yeah. <no percent>. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I mean, I, you want to quit. I mean, yeah, yeah. like I said, there's like a, a, a at no point ever was I like, oh, you know, I'm definitely going to walk. I just want to, I'm going to go tell him I quit. Because one, it's, that's tough thing to do. It also, it is tough to quit something, honestly, especially like that, where you have to like 
go up to the cadre after everything and just say like, you're done doing this. Um, that's honestly tough to do. And uh, I don't know. I think at that point though, at, by the time we were in RASP, we were just so in it. We had been doing it for so long that I don't know. It would have been tough. There would have had to have been something pretty drastic to make me quit. I mean, I waited forever for my second class. Stuck that out. Like, it's just, yeah, you put so much into it. It's hard to think about actually. Yeah. Pulling out. It was like a long time before you showed up because, you know, I, I made it through. You got pneumonia. You went in and did it again. And by the time you got there, I was like, oh, yeah, I knew this guy named Tony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they, uh, they break over the summer because it's so hot there. Yeah. Um, yep. So I, I don't know. Like we talked about this too in our podcast together, one of our early ones. Uh, you know, we had just been training for so long. It felt like that we had, we had had talks like, man, I just want this to be over. Like it would, it would be nice just to go to a unit and be done with all this extra training. You know, so that's something that's different whenever it comes to like, you know, Ranger or SF or, you know, if you guys are talking about other branches, SEAL or any other, you know, special operations, it's just the training actually is very time consuming. Like that's something that I think people get wrapped around the difficulty of it. Like for me, especially being young, being single, like I was in it, like, I, I don't know, the the suck, the the crazy experiences, like I was, I was game for that because it was all new to me. It was all exciting. Um, even the hard stuff like that wasn't what that wasn't what made you go Ugh. what made you really go Ugh, is the time consuming crap and also dealing with your peers like i, I don't know if this gets talked about but just dealing with fucking other people <laughs> you know <laughs> that's what yeah. really sucks is not not the guys yelling at you or making you do stuff like that's whatever um <laughs> it's the it's just dealing with your peers and just the time consuming stuff yeah but, well it the other stuff too, but, um, <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, I remember when we were in airborne school, we were like, Hey, we could just drop out being the 82nd, be good to go. Cause we were like, you, you haven't had a home. You, you've moved every like couple of weeks for like seven months. And you're just like, I just want to be somewhere that I am. And that's where I'm going to stay. And I know I'm going to be there. Like it was tough. Like, I mean, we were at different bases, different schools, like oh, all the way through just like changing your house every three weeks and you don't people come into your house and throw your things around when they want to. <laughs> so like, it's tough. It is tough. It gets a little bit uh, rough. And we talked about that. Like you said, it, like it was nice to like know Danny and like make friends. So you kind of felt like he, he was going through all of that with me. So that helped a little bit too. There's a little bit of stability with a couple of the guys that, that came through with us. Yeah. I think that's important too, is just building a, a solid frame of mind. Like, referencing hey other people are feeling this too you know uh this was kind of nice about military stuff is you're not really alone in any of that like um you know if you're having a bad day you can guarantee some other people are having a bad day too you know um yeah you're gonna you're gonna like, the army's gonna issue you friends yeah <clears throat> yeah uh you know if y'all if y'all don't know me and tony did uh james whatever i, I can call you either one but uh we did basic training aip uh, airborne school, RASP, uh, you got pneumonia, recycled. We ended up at the same battalion and then later ended up in the same company. So it's like, I couldn't get rid of this guy. This guy just followed me everywhere I went. You followed me to my company. <laughs> right. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was like you said, like um, whether you want them or not, 
you know, you're going to be around people and, and, uh, you know, we're still got good friends that we talk to, got a tight group of friends. Um, you know, there's, you know, not everybody's going to be hit. There's definitely some people that if I sold to this day, I'd probably fight them in an alley, you know, but, uh, maybe I'd buy them a beer afterwards, you know, I don't hate them, <laughs> but, uh, I'd definitely fight them in an alley. But, uh, but then you got guys like James, like me and James talk all the time. James is working with me. I, I drove, like I said, my buddy came to Fort Sill and he was four hours away from me at the time. And he goes, Hey, I'm at Fort Sill. I said, four hours. I'm like, that's a, that's a close drive, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's no problem. When you got friends like that, that's a close drive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know some family members that wouldn't drive an hour to come see me, you know, like, <laughs> but if I was like in a bad, bad way, they wouldn't drive an hour. Uh, yeah, that speaks uh, more about you than them, though. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Um, but uh, yeah, so is uh, is Rasp as hard as people make it out to be, or is it overhyped? Um, it depends on who you're talking to, because there's yeah. dudes who overhype mm-hmm. it because um, they want you to see it as hard because they did it, and so that's their validation for themselves. Um, it's hard but it's very attainable. Now, what I will say is I used to play it off as easier than, I think when you look back at stuff, you're like, oh, it wasn't bad at all. But then, you know, like if you went back day by day, you'd probably remember, oh yeah, that was pretty gross. But, uh, you know, I handed a, a couple people like scrolls cause they were going to do it. And I was like, hey, you know, this is like your drive on scroll, kind of like a drive on tab or something. Um, and I said, you're gonna, you're gonna kill it, you know? And then they went and failed or dudes quit. And I was like, huh, you know, like, not, not as many as I, uh, really nobody, nobody that I've seen, like, the, I'm going to go be a ranger, I've, I haven't seen any of them make it, which is kind of mind-blowing, um, so it, it is a trip, now, uh, recently, there was a guy that used to go to my jujitsu gym in Stephenville, uh, he's now a ranger, and that was a trip, like, he, he hit me up, let me know, he, he made it, so, it is a small world and you will see people like it's so connected, but you know, it is harder than, than I guess I remember it being. Yeah, no, it was not easy. Um, and it, it's not, not easy for like a lot of reasons, not just because, you know, getting smoked is hard or the events are hard, but that's one of the reasons. There's just so many reasons why it's difficult and they're not all soul crushing, but when you start to kind of pile them together, it gets, it gets tough. It, it all gets kind of just pretty heavy on your shoulders as you're doing it. But yeah, I mean, not only do people quit, but it's some people can't ruck well and they didn't, you know, they're not prepared. They can't get the five mile run time. Like it's not weird for people to fail those events. Like some guys are not as good at pushups or sit-ups and, and it, they, they have a tough time getting to that marker. Cause it's not just the basic, you know, number to pass as you go all the way through. Um, so people, yeah, it's tough, but it's, if you really work at it and you want to succeed at it, your time is going to be a lot easier. Yeah. Um, let's see. What is Ranger Intel like compared to other Ranger battalions? So there's like the, no, Intel. I, I think they're talking about, you know, um, the same as it is in the regular army. Like it's just an office. It, it just looks like an office job. It's so weird. <clears throat> like when you walk into their areas, it's like, they're just all just working office jobs, but you know, in uniform. 
There you go. It sucks, but you're in a different uniform. I think that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what he's doing back there. I but I don't either. I tell those guys, like, unless you were infantry, a medic, a radio operator, or a forward observer, obviously, I probably don't know much about what you did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, we know the like bits and pieces. The engineers and the riggers and mechanics and cooks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. interact with those people a lot. So, right. Um, yeah, boys says Briggins Co. What's up, dude? What's going on? It's a, it's a good good friend uh, from first time brothers. <clears throat> that is. Ethan Gamble, what's up, man? Uh, mental tips, powerlift McKinnon. I'm I'm so glad. I feel like you guys just nail it every time we do these live streams. You asked the very question that I just did a video on. So on Monday at 7 a.m., we got a performance mindset video releasing. I think it really goes well. Not only is it real performance psychology, it is also backed by uh, personal experiences. So uh, this basically it'll talk about the big five criteria for optimal uh, performance mindset. And there's also a bunch of other things to combat anxiety. So it'll work for sports prep. It'll work for military prep. And uh, I call it the TLR warrior mindset. So it's in my TLR warrior program, but we also just did a video on it that's very detailed. So check that out on Monday. I also have another video. It's old, but I, I thought it was pretty good too. It's how to stay motivated, how to combat anxiety, and uh something else it's on it's on youtube um so go check out our channel train like a ranger um you can search youtube.com slash c slash train like a ranger or click the youtube icon on our website um yeah but i'll also mention i, I we mentioned it in uh one of the podcasts we did uh forever ago but like i said finding people that you can be friends with is helpful like some people just kind of get in their little box and do their thing. And you're just carrying all of that stuff on your mind all of the time. So you definitely need to find like ways to kind of decompress a little bit and like have people around you. <laughs> isolation is a, uh, yeah, isolation killer. So I agree. Um, let's see. And bat, were there any infantry guys with JTAC quals? The only time I've seen that happen was a guy who was a JTAC and then reclass to infantry, which does not happen often, but I've seen it happen. Kyler says, awesome. Thanks, dudes. You're welcome. Uh, Shelton says, did you have time to train jujitsu or MMA while you were in the regiment? If so, were there other Rangers you could train with? Absolutely. And I talk about this like, Rangers do really good with having the tools the in their facilities that have mats, they have uh, big Muay Thai bags, punch of bags. Third bat's got like a whole octagon. There's dudes who train, there's dudes who roll together and all that good stuff. Um, at first bat, we had that dude, I don't know if you remember who it was, but uh, he was a professional fighter that would actually get personals just, just for the hell of it. Um, I wish, you know, at the time I would have been more into it. I didn't get into that stuff till after I got out, but you know, I know guys do it. Um, let's see. Power lifts says do radio operators. <laughs> okay. He says do radio operators embed with infantry. James. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's some of them though. There, there's different jobs, but yeah, the actual people that use the, the radio. Way, 
yeah, it, I get what he was saying. In bed with him, yes. Um, but you know the other. Yeah, no, they do. Some of them don't, depending on the actual uh, MOS qualifier that you have. Some of them are do weirder stuff than just have radios. Um, like especially like satellite. There's a lot of weird like 25 series that I don't understand as well as I probably should have for how much I hear around radio, but um, they do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't want to get too far into like, you know, we're very careful about, um, you know, painting what happens, but uh, the radio operators, the Ford observers, the medics, they're all going to be on the ground and they're going to be in the fight. So um, I understand the question. It's just funny how you, you build it up, but um, yeah, yes. Do you have uh, any grappling sports experience before the Army? And if so, would you suggest it as a helpful hobby sport for the prep? I didn't, but I absolutely suggest it. You know, something I got heavily into after the military, and I'm very glad I did it. I wish it was something that I did before the military. I think it only would help me, not only with, uh, I think it translates to confidence, and, you know, confidence translates, translates to leadership. You'll have more um, pride in yourself and, and you just, you'll probably be less inclined to act like a weirdo because you're not, you don't have, you have less to prove to other people and less to prove to yourself. Uh, yeah. And I didn't, I, I don't really do any MMA now, but um, I wrestled in high school. That's the closest I had to anything like that. <clears throat> yeah. And, and uh, it, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers that'll contact me too and be like, Hey, I do wrestling. Do you think it's good for, uh, military prep, absolutely, and especially with like uh, wrestling mentality and stuff like that. I think it's a great translation. It, really, any sport too. Like if you guys are playing football, is a great one. Uh, if you guys are playing football, I think that translates real good to working as a team, and it will translate to like being in the military and stuff like that. Um, how hard is being a Ford observer academically? I mean, I'm at it. You know. Yeah, he barely, but um still with the name. I did good. Uh not as good as me. It, that, you you are good at uh being an FO, I'll give you that. <clears throat> now, uh being an FO is just different. Like um it's you know, people ask me about the math of it. It's different than just like some algebra. Like you're not doing algebra type math. It's it's really being well, there's some rough math. There's definitely some rough There's math. There's rough math, but it's not like, you know, algebra or calculus or something. It's it's like being able to geolocate things, being able to reference like direction and distance and, and get a feel for, you know, spatial awareness. I think that is the big thing with being an FO and that type of math at play. I mean, there are there's other math as well. I mean, it is it can be difficult at, at times and you have to sort of have an affinity for at least being able to like see and understand and relay numbers. Um, but it's not, I mean, we're not doctors. It's, it's only so hard. Like you, you'll pick it up and it comes, it's something that is easily practiced uh, to perfection. Like you can practice it and get better. It's not just something you have to intrinsically know. And it's like he said, the math isn't so crazy that you need to really, really be good at math. Like, adding and subtracting, maybe sometimes some dividing, but you're never doing anything too crazy. Right. Um, and what was our, what was our AIT dude? Somebody told me, I, I put up a meme like early in this page talking about, um, you know, being able to call a, a big bomb in the middle of a city 
after six weeks of AIT. And uh, it, it was six weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah, six weeks. Some guy was telling me, it was like, he's like questioning me. He's like, it's like 10 weeks. And then somebody else said 13. I was like, I was like, that's probably better for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't for us. Yeah, um, we did six weeks of AIT. But we also didn't, we, okay, first of all, we really aren't authorized to do anything when we graduate AIT, except go to our unit. Um, but yeah, you just do like artillery stuff and get the basics and stuff. It, honestly, AIT is just giving you the building blocks and then you'll get on the job training. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you able to change your job in the Ranger Regiment? And we'll apply this to Army too, uh, but they spelled the Ranger, uh, Ranger Regiment to get what you wanted or would you have to wait till your next contract? Uh, there's... So the the blunt answer is your next contract, but there is some crossover. It just depends. Like I knew a radio guy that wanted to be an infantry guy. It was a weird, weird thing he wanted to do, but they actually, they made it happen. They made that guy, they put him on a team. There's a team that had a shortage. They made him part of that team. And then they'll also, what they, what is more common is they took an, they usually take infantry guys and they make them RTOs. Now that's not something they want to do. They just take them because of demand. They'll take these infantry guys and make them radio operators. They have they, fun games. To do. They try to figure out who they think is the smartest one. Try to make them the RTO. <laughs> <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. Um, so, all right, James, we're going we're gonna to end this uh, tonight. So do you have any final thoughts for these guys? Um, it's not like I know you didn't even give me a second. You didn't even, there's no preamble to that. Um, no, but there's a lot of good mental health questions to say. Uh, like I said, and I'll, I'll repeat it a billion times, like not sticking into loneliness, like having some people to lean on and just finding ways, small ways to help yourself decompress even like throughout the day. Sometimes um, those are huge. And that goes a lot. Mental health, mental fortitude goes almost 75% of the way to like making sure you're going to make it through rasp or any of the selections that you choose to go to or just the army yeah yeah i agree and uh and all right guys so like like i like i tell you guys be sure to check out our website you can see links to our youtube we have tons of podcasts where we dive in on all sorts of information the ones that me and james have done we talk in depth about our process from the beginning to uh getting into regiment uh we also did another one uh what it's like to be a port observer in the army and as a ranger and they give some ideas of like the process and what it's like. Um, have a ton of other videos. We have videos on the fitness stuff. We have fit, uh, we're gonna dive more into the nutrition on some videos too. Um, be sure to check out trainlikearanger.com. We have workout programs, nutrition programs, merchant apparel, and much more on the agenda. So thank you guys for tuning in. We sincerely appreciate it. Remember to train to your utmost potential like a ranger.